podcast um sorry for the delay guys i actually got kind of sick actually i'm still kind of am you know but you know what i must i figured two weeks is not enough two weeks in bed i can't i, I cannot do this and then i realized this week in wrestling and i think i'm about to have a relapse so i'm ramses that's eric right over there and this week in wrestling uh... yeah ramses honestly said it best it wasn't that great of a week for wrestling uh Mostly because there was the pay-per-view last week. Um, there was, uh, basically we're recording this a little bit after the fact, but there was uh, TLC um, yeah. on, on Sunday. And it, we'll get into that when we do. Uh, there's a lot that needs to be discussed. Ramses and I haven't even actually talked about our feelings in regards to TLC, so you guys are in for a special treat. And girls, depending on if there are women that listen to this, but I, I really doubt it. I'm still hoping for Caitlin. Hopefully she does listen to this, and hopefully she does come to pick me up with those amazing masculine-defined arms. I just... Oh, God. Okay, but, but back on track. Uh, first on is going to be Monday Night Raw. So, whenever you're ready, Ramses. Monday Night Raw from New York, New Jersey, December 10th. On commentary is Jerry Lawler and Michael Cole. And we begin with the, and we begin with that. And we begin with Dolph Ziggler in the ring. He comes, they announce he comes out, and he's just, he's just saying, you know, at TLC, this and that, blah blah blah. I will, I will, you know, get my, I'll get, you know, I'll get John Cena. And Sheamus is like, fella, 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 you know, you know, if you, uh, you know, you gotta get through him. But you know what? I know you saw the thing, you saw the briefcase. Why don't you come for the belt and? He's like, you know what, this and that, blah blah blah. I'm not gonna, I, uh, you know, I'm a man. I'm a man who's gonna take advantage and that, blah blah blah. And he he basically called he he called Ziggler out on his shit and he told him, he's like, look, he's like, you know, you're that's fine and nice that you're making these predictions, but you're not gonna cash it in on the big show. Why? Because he's not gonna be the world heavyweight champion. I am, and you're gonna have to take that from me. And so that starts like kind of like a little spat and. Uh, Big Show, his his music steps out, and he has that like little weird hooded vest. Like I, I'm pretty sure that thing would be like a trench coat on me. But um, he he tells him that you know he doesn't believe Sheamus is gonna win the match, and you know rightfully so. He's beaten him the last two times. I mean the last one, be it by default or by um by D, by DQ, but for the fact of the matter is he actually has been beating Sheamus, and so. 
he's you know they're going they're not necessarily going back and forth but they're 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 having a little bit of a banter and yeah. um it, it shows a recap of uh of Sheamus throwing uh Ricardo Rodriguez into the big show's nuts that was actually pretty damn funny um because i mean if you guys have been keeping up with this they had a no you know no contact uh, contract which it basically was they couldn't touch each other until TLC or else there would be no World Heavyweight Championship match. Now, the Big Show has been doing everything he possibly can to basically go Sheamus into hitting him, into touching him for that matter. Yeah. So, being, you know, Sheamus Sheamus is getting Yeah, Sheamus is getting pretty pissed off about it. And so what does he do? With Dolph Ziggler still standing on top of the ladder, he pushes Ziggler off, and Ziggler tweaks his knee and um, basically hits his little jewels on the uh, on the uh, on the rope. Um, we got to a commercial, and then it comes out. Vince McMahon is actually he's in the ring. He introduces Vicky Guerrero, and then he's you know kind of goading her into into making a match for tonight. And, you know, you can tell she's a little pissed off, and she's like, Dolph Ziggler, of course. And he's like, okay. And uh, he's like, yeah, but you know what? There needs to be another match. That, you know, one's not good enough. And yeah. so Vicky stays straight out says she wants her to be in a – she wants AJ to be in a handicap match because they're still going through that little spat. And um, so Vince, Vince McMahon's like, no, it's still not good enough. How about this? You're going to go against AJ. So they decided on a match between Vicky Guerrero and AJ. So I, I'm I'm not really excited for that because, I mean, AJ, you know, she can kind of wrestle, but she's just like, yeah, that the, the, the really doesn't matter. There's not really much else to say. And Vicky Guerrero, for, for lol intents and purposes, it, it just it's, – it's there. It's a gimmick match more or less. Um, yeah. Right after that, the, the – probably one of – I'm going to say one of the best matches of the night, one of my favorites um, – was uh, R Truth versus Wade Barrett. So it was a pretty good match just because you had Kofi Kingston and Cesaro are both, uh, they're at the commentary booth and they're both saying the things. Cesaro's being his typical ignorant self. Kofi Kingston, you know, giving his input on the match, doing what he's really supposed to. Cesaro, like I said, gloating about every damn thing. But um, yeah. yeah, it it was a pretty, I'm going to say, it, it, it was a little bit of a, of, of, Wade Barrett pretty much dominates the majority of the match. Um, towards the end of it, he, he basically, our truth gets him pretty good, kicks him square in the gut, and then he does a quick roll up and he gets him. He gets it. Yep. So, I mean, our truth, he's gotten a lot better. He, he's not doing the little gimmick, the little Jimmy gimmick anymore. Um, but he, the, the few that he has with Cesaro, it, it needs a bit more momentum than it actually has. Right now they're yeah, just getting in place into random matches against each other and there really isn't anything coming from it. Yeah, that's the biggest problem right now with our truth. It's just like with our truth, yeah, he's improving, but you know we are not seeing the improvement because he's like they're doing all these weird matches where they're not really trying to fight each other. It's and like it. They're quick one-up matches. That's all that it really is. Not just that. It's like I, I think this is benefiting more Cesaro than it is our truth at this point. Well, of course Cesaro is going to get more of a build-up because he's the champion, but for the most part, I mean, he, yeah, you know, like, I, I understand where you're coming from with this. It just, it, it could be done a lot better than it actually is. Yeah, like, the thing is, like, I don't know, it's just, it, it just seems like, you know, well, it, I don't know, it just seems like the, there needs to be, uh, there, like, 
it, I think these two shouldn't be fighting. I think I think Cesaro should be doing something else, and I think R-Truth should be doing something else. I think that should fix things, in my opinion. It, they should put something, uh, someone who has a considerable amount of presence up against Cesaro, because it, it feels like he's not really getting challenged. Yeah. I mean, the, the reason, it's just, it's, he's getting paired up against people that obviously he can't beat, and he is beating, and it's not really doing much for him. All it's really doing is just, it's it's really making things stale. That's pretty much all that there really needs to be said about it. Now, going forward from that point, um, there's a bit of a, a kind of like a little of a backlash. Um, Kobe Kingston gets up and uh, you know he, he basically he lives in with a lateral press from the turnbuckle onto Wade Barrett and uh, Kofi Kingston and our truth head up from the ramp. And it's just, it's like a little bit of a, you know, you can tell it, it's, it's just, like I said, it's leading into this weekend or the, yeah. you know, it's leading into TLC, our truth against Cesaro and Kofi Kingston against Wade Barrett, um, which we'll get into a little bit later, right after this, um, they goes to a quick commercial break, and then right after, it's uh, AJ. She's in the back, and she's talking to Caitlyn, which I don't know if anyone really remembers, but I don't think anyone does because no one really gives two shit about the Divas. Um, they had kind of like a little friendship going. Yeah. They they were they were friends. Apparently, they were BFFs. Um, and then back when Beth Phoenix and Natalia were dominating the Divas you know, division, they um, AJ cost Caitlyn a, a pretty, I guess, a, a, a pretty important match, and after yeah. that, they kind of split their separate ways. And um, oh my god, she just looked so fucking hot that night. Um, I, it, I agree. Yeah, yeah. I don't need to say anything else about Caitlyn, um, <laughs> but I want to. I do. Believe me, I do. Um, <laughs> keep going, so keep going. you're doing good. <laughs> so from that point forward, uh, AJ, you know. She's being getting a little fangirl again uh, with John Cena, and uh, she she runs into the men's locker room, and you you see a bunch of dudes in towels, which okay, we've explained I, this before. Guys who haven't even wrestled, they're they're they're, they're showering. I, yeah, up. I, I think I think they're just measuring dicks. I honestly gotta believe that at this point. Like I think he's I think <laughs> she I think she honestly believe walked into everybody just measuring their dicks out of boredom. Like hey, uh, I'm like. Mm. You want to, like, measure them again? And then, like, oh, shit! (laughs) So, yeah, so she comes out, and John Cena's like, oh, you know, that's that's fine, that's fine. That's fine, you know, um, uh, but, you know, listen, uh, we're in the men's locker room, so it's like, uh, you know, you know. Yeah, it's 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 not a good place to be. And I'm like, I don't blame blame him being like that, because it's like, uh, I'm awkward. Yeah, it is, so... Moving forward from that, um, you know, a John Cena kind of gets her out, and uh, another good match right after this kind of like little weird thingy going in. Um, there was a it was a fatal four way elimination match. Uh, basically, um, I don't really remember what the specific purposes of it was. Um, the specific purpose I was, think I think I think one of, I think it was to have a match at TLC. Oh with, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, with I, I don't know, I, like I know it wasn't Team Hell No, but I think it was someone else. Oh and no, then, it was they were going to be teaming with um teaming with uh the, who they were going to go up against Rey Mysterio and Sankara to see who would be the the number one contenders, number one contenders for the, the right. tag. I remember. Yeah. yeah. So it's Primo and Epico, 
uh, against the Rhodes Scholars, which Cody Rhodes is back, and we'll talk about his return in just a moment. It, yes. it needs repeating. Yes, um, it does. The prime time and, players. Uh, the prime time players, and one of my Usos. favorite tag teams, the Usos. Yeah. Now I those, those guys, love those guys this match. Need more love. I, I, I'm they do. Like, they need more of a butch. They're very talented. They they know how to interact with the crowd. They have a great dynasty. I mean, as far as their father Rikishi, yeah. And you know that that particular family is is kind of cemented in professional wrestling. You know yeah. of them. Yeah, and that's the and, thing is, like, uh, me, and, me and Sam were talking about, we, 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 go, we went out and we would go, like, on and on when we see a match with them. And it's like, you know, we, we, these, guys need, need, they, these guys need more love. They really honestly got to do. They really, yeah. I, I've, I've talked to Jared about this time and time again. We've agreed. They're one of the tag teams that needs to be pushed outside of, because right now, all you really see is, for the most part, primetime players. Yeah. Uh, um, Rey Mysterio and Sin Cara, which I'm not complaining about. And Road Scholars, those are really the only three teams that are vying for that particular spot. Primo and Epico, they were at it before, and they're just kind of pushed aside. And even at that point, you have the actual tag team champions, and they're not really even vested in the actual tag team division right now. Yeah, they're busy off fighting the Shield and whatnot. And it's just it's 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 fucking stale. It's it's I I was so happy when this division got brought up, and it just it, it you know things picked up wasn't as stale as it was you weren't having random ass tag teams just being thrown in for a fucking match and nothing coming of it you know you had really only like two or three tag teams at that point you really you only had you know, you, you had the usos you had the primetime players you had primo and epico and then you also had kobe kingston our truth when they were a tag team yeah. and then you know they started making more and more out of it and then you had more and more um you know more and more tag teams being created because of this but um well, yeah. Say, so uh, I was gonna say go one of the things. One of the things is like it's not stale. It's just like it just feels stagnant right now. It feels like like we had to put a pause here because well, Team Hell knows off doing something else. Like when we put a little pause right here, I was like, that doesn't that doesn't work. You need some. You need to continue the momentum instead of putting things on pause. Yeah. It's honestly, there's a lot more that they can, that can be done, and we'll get to that in just a moment. Yeah. So, so going next, back to it. Uh, yeah, going back to the match, the the fatal four way um, number one contender. Well, fatal four way to the next number one contender spot. But um, so you have Ep- you have the Usos up against Epico at one of the point. I think it was Jay. Mm-hmm. I think yeah, you had Jay at the beginning of it, and he's just beating the shit out of Epico. Like it's going back and forth, back and forth, and. Epico comes back for a bit of it. And he, Primo gets the tag, and then it's just going. You know, he's working on, on, uh, he's working on, um, you know, he's working on the typical spots, the back and the neck, and it's just it's going back and forth, back and forth, and I think Jay gets the tag after this. So I think it's Jimmy. Um, it, we'll just for all intents and purposes, we'll just say Usos, because um, it it kind of is hard to tell them apart. I know one of them has a sleeve, but beyond that, it's it's. I mean. At this point, it's it's a little vested in my mind where it's a bit of a blur. Um, yeah. So, I mean, I'm still remembering the actual match itself, but as far as who is doing what, there it, even I have even tr- I have trouble telling apart Epico and Primo. Um, one has you know shitty little cornrows and the other one doesn't. Um, yeah. But yeah, that so you know it it's 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 a kind of it's for the most part you have the Usos dominating this match, and you know 
basically one of them flies off for a super splash and then he gets him. He gets him, gets the pin. And at that point, um, the, uh, the prime time players are in the ring. Basically, uh, they get in and they get out as quickly as they got in. I think yeah, it was, they were first um, one, they were first ones out like immediately. I was like, I blinked like what? Yeah. They, as soon as they got into it, I think it was just Darren young was the only one that got in. And, uh, yeah, I think he got in, and then as soon as that happened, he gets some. Um, uh, yeah, he he gets a, a tap, and uh, or not, he doesn't get the tap, but basically he gets the pin on him. And then from that point forward, you have um, I know probably one of your favorite tag teams, the uh, the Road Scholars. Of course. And um, <laughs> Cody is Cody's back from his uh, Cody's back from his um his, his, his injury that, that was caused by Kane. And what ends up happening is uh, basically. Um, it's it's kind of a little bit back and forth. It at this point it just keeps going back and forth, back and forth between them. Sandow gets in, and then you know basically it just it's you know Sandow is just going you know for it his typical dirty style. He's fighting with the Usos and they get the tag in. And then Cody gets a tag in, and the funniest thing I I I still this is probably one of my favorite chants so far in quite some time. Cody's mustache. So if none of you know what I'm talking about, which I'm surprised if you're listening to this podcast and you have no idea what the fuck I'm talking about, go look it up. Go look up Cody Rhodes' mustache and prepare to laugh. He looks like a skinny Rod Farva from Super Troopers. And um, <laughs> and if you don't know who Rod Farva is, I have no faith in you because that means you haven't seen one of the greatest movies ever from Super Troopers. <laughs> It's like that weird look. He has that weird crew cut combined with that little cop mustache. And like I, thought, I, I also kind of thought it was just like a really bad, like, he looked like a really, really, I thought he looked like a, a fucking German um, porn star for, for God. It, it is, it was pretty bad. I'm not going to, I'm not going to deny that. At, at this point, it was, the the funniest thing about it was, is that I, I went and I talked to a buddy of mine about this, and we both agreed. It was pretty disgusting. Like, he straight up had a dirt lip. Like, it looks like he had dirt on his lip, like on his upper lip. And it just looked horrible. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it, yeah it, it, like, for all intents and purposes, it was a little you know, bit it disgusting. Looks less, it, like, I don't know what's going on with this thing. It's like, I, I, uh, uh, like if you're going to go for it, that's fine. I mean, I mean, yeah, it looks fine. It was just like... Grow a goatee, for God's sake. Like, you make, it makes you look so goofy with a mustache. It's like, you know... Again, you look like a fucking... Like, the way he looks and stuff, he looks like a fucking German porn star. Yeah. Not that I've... Well, I have seen my fair share of German porn, but no, I know what you mean by that. Um, okay. It's just, it's like... <laughs> anyway. Um, so... Not going that, back to it. Going, not, not one more, one last but, observation. People were chanting Cody's mustache like when, when the first when he, when he got into the ring. I was like, oh my god, this is like this. Yeah, is it, it, it was probably one of the greatest chants ever that I've seen that that I've heard so far. But yeah, he he was getting a little upset about it, and you know, rightfully so. But I mean, dude, if you're going out with a mustache like that, you better freaking you better expect the worst, which he basically is what he'd gotten. And um, from that point forward, what ends up happening is, uh, yeah, um, I think it was uh, 
one of them, I think Jay goes for a frog splash off the top rope. Cody uh, picks his knees up and he gets him across the uh, he gets the um, he gets him across the chest. He's a little bit out of it, and then uh, Cody gets up and he hits him with that shitty Britney Spears movie, um, uh, making a crossroads joke. Just because mm-hmm. that that name is Hello. just stupid. Uh, yeah, uh, and match ends right there. Uh, he gets the pin on him, and I was really upset. I, I I wasn't like like crying upset, but I was just like, "Fuck, man, this blows." Just because I really I wanted the Usos to have you know. I wanted them to be in a pay-per-view, and I wanted them to get a shot at the world title. Or not the world title, but I wanted them to get a shot at the tag team titles, just because they deserve a push. They've been in this for quite some time, and, you know, it's like they – we've discussed this over and over again. They just need – they need to do more with, you know, tag teams that are already cemented and not ones that they just picked up or, you know, things like, you know – I'm not going to deny Cody Rhodes and Damian Sando are a great tag team. It's just it's – they're – the Yeah. Um, but yeah, so code team road scholars is set to face, um, uh, basically, um, a, uh, Sin Cara and, uh, Rey Mysterio at TLC. So next match is the piss break, also known as the divas match. Uh, since Caitlin wasn't in this one, I really didn't give a shit, but, um, really all that needs this, to be said is I completely forgot this match even happened in the first place, believe it or not. Yeah. I, I'm, same like, here, same here. I mean, results are here. Like, oh my god, this match really did happen. I remember, like, I the only reason why I remember is like, Alicia Fox came out in this weird sailor sailor dress, and like, oh yeah, that's right, this match happened. Yeah, so they there isn't even much on this match from WrestleView. Um, yeah, they're basically just, uh, apparently something happened, and then like at the end of it, Eve calls a photographer and just and she just takes. Yeah, she's been doing corpse. that. She's been gloating about her matches, and she's been uh. She's been having a photographer go out and take pictures of, you know, whoever she beats, like, right next to her with the title above her. Um, so, yeah. you know, going from that point forward, CM Punk goes out and, you know, he, really and just, he, he's, he, yeah, he cuts a promo about his, um, about his, uh, his, his injury, his knee. And everyone apparently is saying that it's a ploy so he doesn't face Ryback at TLC, which he's saying, I've beaten Ryback. I can do whatever I want. I've been the champion for 388 days. Bigger! And I'm, I am I was a CM Punk fan, and now I'm getting pretty tired of it just because there isn't really much happening with him. And he's become a whiny little bitch just because... Paul Heyman's been doing the majority. I mean, Paul Heyman has a hand in his back. He's like a fucking puppet right now. He's yeah. he's being exactly as Brock Lesnar was. I'm better than all of you. You all need to know it, and that's that. And it's like, okay, sweet. Uh, didn't we already have this gimmick before? Wasn't that Chris Jericho? Wasn't that Brock Lesnar? Wasn't that almost... That's like almost every heel personality so far. And Punk's just doing it in more of a whiny fashion. I mean... There's all this controversy around right now, and it's just it's kind of hard to weed out the bullshit and you know figure out what's actually happening. So it it recaps to what had happened. I believe it was the previous Raw with um, Ryback surprising uh, CM Punk and just beating the fuck out of him with a table, a ladder, and a yeah. chair. And um, apparently, in that, um, yeah. Uh, at this point, Heyman, I feel that he has a fucking death wish. He gets the mic. And he straight up says that, you know, that he hates the fans in that particular arena. He's in New Jersey. 
and he talks shit about the Devils. Now, if, if you follow hockey, you know yeah. that the New Jersey Devils, their fan base is probably one of the rowdiest out there. I mean, that's saying a lot for hockey fans, but, you know, you don't talk shit about the Devils in Jersey. That's just like... Are those, guys that that's, those, that's, are those guys that throw the batteries if they... Are those guys that throw the batteries? I believe so. I think okay. so. I, I, I honestly, I, I don't follow... Oh. Much. I know that they, the team has some sort of has some notoriety, you know, notoriety with them. I'm I'm not too big a fan of them. One of my favorite teams is the you know the Detroit Red Wings, so I'm really not too vested in the uh, the Devils. They're a great team. Don't get me wrong. I wish they would have won against the Kings. And yes, I'm from California, and I I don't like the Kings. Leave me alone. Um, so there was that, and I. Heyman just says that champion's not complaining, which he basically is. CM Punk, for lack of a better word, is bitching. Uh, at that point, he goes on to say that, you know, The Rock isn't going to do shit at the Royal Rumble. And they're already showing promos for that. Basically, The Rock yeah. pumping his shit up and you know, getting super, super stoked for it. And it's like, dude, I I honestly, I don't... I, the only thing I care about in the Royal Rumble is the actual Royal Rumble itself. The matches that go on around it, I really don't care for. Um... So it's just it's uh, shit. Yeah, I, just it, it, I, Punk and Heyman. It, it's nothing really great is happening from them. Um, so pretty much he said in that. I, I, I didn't mind much that promo. I mean, I can see where you're coming from, but it's like you know, I didn't mind it that much at all. So it's like you know, different circle, different people, whatever. Let's let's move on. Yeah. So um, basically. Punk State said he's going to be at TLC and he's going to be watching, you know, the uh, the Shield up against Team Hell No and Ryback. Um, the next match, it's uh, it was it was okay, I, I suppose. Um, it was Sheamus um, and Dolph Ziggler. Do you do you have anything to say? It was a good match. It's just the problem is just like, like. I don't know. It's like I feel like there's something missing from this match. I just can't put my finger on it, but something was missing, and I'm like, mm-hmm. other than it, that, it, it, if if it went the actual match, if it wasn't just a, a straight up DQ match, because what ended up happening was Sheamus is about to to he's setting up the bro kick, and uh, Ziggler ducks out of the ring, grabs his briefcase, and kind of goes for it, runs away. Sheamus goes after him, and uh, basically, yeah, he gets hit in the gut with the with the chair by Ziggler. So at that point, Sheamus wins by DQ. Um, yeah, but you know, I, basically, I, I, here's the thing: it's like, um, like in that case, like, I, like I don't know, it's like it's so weird with those data because it's like that's good if you want to keep them strong like that. Like that's a good way to keep them strong, but it's like it's just like. I don't know if that's the right way to do it, in my opinion. Like, I, I'm pretty sure there's other ways we can do it, but I just don't know how. Yeah. There really isn't much for Sheamus at this point, just because it, it, the, the, the scramble for the heavyweight title is, is just getting, it's getting really, really stale, and I'm just hoping they do a hell of a lot more than the regular shit that ends up happening, where it's just, it's, you know, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. I will say this, though, this week, this week, if, if there's anything that made, if there's anything worth noting, is that this week they did make very important with CM Punk being injured. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess I can agree to that. It's just, it's, it's just, 
this was a, a pretty bad Raw, and the match coming after it wasn't even any better. It's one that we've all seen over and over and over again. Zack Ryder versus Alberto Del Rio. Now, yeah. I fast-forwarded it through this match just because I've seen it before and I know how it ends up. Del Rio gets a cross arm, and that's pretty much it. No, not just that. Uh, like, um, there is one thing, though. It's like um, there, at one point, um, Zack Ryder like, whiffs it on a move. But like the way uh-huh. that Del Rio and Zack Ryder made it made it out, it almost seemed very natural. So I'll give them that props. Uh-huh. That's like like the, for them to save save the save face for for both Zack Ryder and Del Rio. That's like oh shit. Well, well he he messed up, but he made they made it look like they made it look like a boss. So yeah, that that's um that's good. But it's just like at the same time, it's like well uh when I see when I see the word Zack Ryder versus anyone that's like higher higher tier, it's like oh yeah you're done. Yeah. So it was a, it was it, for the most part it was kind of a quick match. Uh, I like I said I didn't even bother watching it. Next up is the kind of like the um, the match that was set up for tonight um, was uh, AJ versus Vicky Guerrero. Now AJ comes out and same thing with Vicky. There's no referee, so at that point Brad Maddox comes out. Um, the fact that he's to... still even involved in anything it's just it's hey, it's Brad surprising Maddox to me. Gets... Yeah, literally, it's like, like literally, for for a minute, I'm like, wait a minute, like I had to, I had to like, I had to rattle my brain. Why is this important? Oh, that's right, this motherfucker. And yeah, that, so like, the, it's like not only that on commentary you can hear everybody. It's Brad Maddox. Don't you don't you know it's Brad Maddox? Like, oh, shut the hell up. We don't want to know about Matt Brad Maddox. Yeah, they just screw my head. I'm like, no, no at this point, Brad Brad Maddox is so. Um, AJ, she's kind of dominating from the majority of the match because I mean it, it, it happens. It, you know, Vicky Guerrero. I don't expect her to, to fight as you know as I'm not gonna say as well as AJ because AJ just has age and speed on Vicky Guerrero. That's pretty much it. But um, AJ goes down for the count several times basically, mm-hmm. and Maddox just doesn't do anything. He just kind of stays there. And Vicky gets the roll up on AJ, and then Brad counts as, as quickly as can be, just almost as quick as he did at the um, the um, the uh, Hell in a Cell match against Ryback. Um, so after this match, AJ throws a huge, huge fit. Throws a huge, huge fit. She's throwing chairs and slapping shit, and she slaps Justin Roberts across the face, and um, then she just goes to the back. Um, AJ's still throwing a fit. And John Cena comes out and he tries to console her, and pretty much that was that. Um, the next match was uh, Cesaro versus Kingston, and it, it was a good match. It was a good match. Um, yeah, it's like I think like if 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 there's a special if there's a special place in the if there's a special place right now for wrestling, and this is, and okay, let me rephrase this. If there's one of the things I like about these three-hour raws. Is that you're gonna get you're gonna get matches like this, and the, this is the good news. It's like they're taking their they're, they're using that those three hours and doing it right by putting matches like this. If this was like one of those two hour rolls they used to have, this would have been like like five minutes and be like, what the hell just happened? No, these guys actually spaced it out very well and very good to show that Antonio Cesaro is very dominant and Kofi Kingston is just as good as well. And it's just like, yeah, I, I like this. I like this very much so because like you need these kinds of matches, especially. With um, with both of them being champions, you need to show you need to show how how powerful they are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and um, 
Cesaro, you know, just himself, he's he's very dominant, and Kofi, Kofi is a um, he's a, he's a risk taker. And that's if you can define him well enough for anything, he could really he's he's just really defined as a risk taker. He goes for pretty much any chance he can get, and he makes it really really fucking showy. So, um, at that point. Cesaro, you know, connects with his uppercut a few times, and he gets him, you know, with a few shoulder blocks, and it's just, it's it's a good match, for lack of, you know, better words. I, I can't really describe it, just because it's, you know, it's yeah, really it's the best way to put it is, yeah, it was a back-and-forth match, really, for everything that it is. Even, um, don't watch the one on YouTube, either. Watch the, go, go out of your way and find the match on, like, the full match on, um, I mean, okay, I'm gonna say find a full match on, no, don't go to the WWE. Don't go to the WWE um, YouTube. Go find it. Like go find the match somewhere else and watch it. It's really, really good. Yeah. So, uh, winner of this match was Cesaro. Um, keep him strong, though. Yeah, you, you do. Uh, I mean, I haven't seen them build up a U.S. champ in quite some time, so this is kind of cool, I guess. Um, I mean, even at that beforehand, it was. It was San- Santino, and then before Santino, it was, uh, um, fuck, what is his name? Uh, Jack Swagger. Jack Swagger. Um, and... <laughs> That's right. It's like, I can't even remember, I can't even remember anyone after, I can't even remember anyone after Cesaro. That's how, like, good, that's and how then... good this guy, that's how good Cesaro is, like, quite frankly, it's like, we could, if the... United, if the United States belt was like resetted today with like a new with a new lineage, that's a good place to start with Cesaro because like I can't remember anybody else other than, well, yeah, it was it was Santino, then it was Jack Swagger, Swagger. then before it was Jack Swagger, it was um it was uh, Zack Ryder, and then before oh, Zack Ryder it was um it was Ziggler, yeah, it was Ziggler. Okay, yeah, it's starting to come back to me because I was like yeah. Uh, Z- uh, Ziggler had it, and then, uh, and then, um, what was it? Zack Ryder. Zack Zach Ryder won, Zach Ryder Ryder won it on uh, last year's uh, TLC. Or was it, was it TLC? Yeah. Yeah. Was, I don't uh, believe uh, so. I thought it was just a regular, like, televised event. I thought it was just, like, a regular Raw, but I could be wrong. Um, yeah, I could be told- But, you know, at this point, it's like, I don't even know what the hell's happening anymore, but, yeah, it's like... The, so, the, carrying the- on... I mean, it's good that the, at least there's someone that's actually notable having a boat instead of just having a founder around. Anyways, let's let's continue on with the show. Yeah. So at that point, what ends up happening is uh, we we get introduced to Mid uh, Miss TV. The guests are uh, Road Scholars, and you know Cody says that you know that he he goes on to he basically he's writing on um he's writing on. Uh, uh, Sandow's coattail saying, you know, I'm the, uh, what's it called, uh, you know, he's like, or, you know, fuck, I can't even remember, uh, I can't even remember what he says, basically, but he, he says that they're, like, you know, like a shining light in a sea of idiots. Basically, yeah. he's just calling everyone retards. Um, yeah. What's great about this was, uh, Miz basically asks him about the mustache. And, um, and Sandow actually points out something. He asks him, you know, he says it, it, it's really ironic that someone who used to be on a reality TV show has lost touch with reality. And Miz asks, uh, you know, because, well, Miz, everyone knows, I think he was on Road Rules or was it Real World? Real World. Yeah, he was on Real World. 
And, uh, you know, at that point, yeah, he got into wrestling. But um, basically, Miz hits him with the really, 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 really. Um, basically, it's just it's a typical kind of like a little witty banter segment, really doing nothing. Um, yeah. But the funniest thing was that I actually I really enjoyed this part. I, I was surprised because I was like, throwback. Um, Miz straight up asked Sandow if he feels that, you know, basically, Co- he asks him if he feels like he's carrying Cody Rhodes. And he basically, he compares Cody to Marty Jannetty, uh, mm-hmm. you know, when Marty Jannetty was teaming up with uh, Shawn Michaels. Shawn I think Michaels. they were the Rockers, weren't they? Yeah, yeah. they were Rockers. And uh, he asks him, he's like, are, you know, do you feel that Cody's just riding on your coattails? Is he like Marty Jannetty? And I was just like, holy shit, I can't believe they did that. But basically, Cody straight up calls Ms. Honey Boo Boo. He calls him Honey Boo Boo Chop. And um, so it was just like a little bit of a what the fuck type of moment thing. So moving on, uh, AJ's in the back with John Cena. AJ somehow wants to help John Cena out tonight. He tells her, she's like, hey, baby, stay in the back. Know your role. Um so he didn't say it like that because he, you know, he kind of a he, nice guy, Cena. Um, yeah. But that's pretty so, much just of it. Yeah, uh, the matchup next is Big Show against John Cena. Dolph Ziggler's on commentary for this match, and meh. There's not really much else I can say about this match. This, at this point, it was like a, a huge bag of what the fuck going on. Um, it's it's an okay. I, I, the problem with this, like I've seen this match before. What's uh, like? I, it's it almost seems like it hit me like a like a, a hit of deja vu, and it it barely hit me. I was like, we've seen this. It's the exact yeah, same many, match they had like six months back. Yeah, when uh, when Big Show first came into his own as the monstrous heel, yeah. and John Cena was trying to uh, rid the world of him and make him seem like. Uh, He's like, I am, you know, I'm, I'm David and you're Goliath and I'm going to take you down with my fucking slingshot. Um, so, yeah. they, they go at it for a bit. It's a typical match. Um, he, he, he basically, honestly, what ends up happening is, uh, I think it's the shield comes out. Yeah, the shield they they rush out. him in. They start to attack Cena. And then... Um, at that point, Kane's music hits. Team Hell No runs out the ring, which I, I actually brought this up. Kane, once again, in a tag team, has been reduced to a face character. He's a face again. That's Pretty fine. much is. That's it's fine, fine, but I remember when you know when when he when he had his little return. I'm doing that in quotes. I don't know if you can tell by the emphasis when I say return. Basically, yeah, that's that's what it was. You know, he 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 was a. He was, you know, it's a completely different guy. Everyone fucking knows that. But basically, uh, you know, pretty much it. He's, he's a face now. Same thing with Daniel Bryan. They're both face characters. Um, so Kane's music hits, and, you know, Sheamus runs down the ring too. Uh, same thing, Ziggler, blah, blah, blah. Uh, it's just, it's, there's, it's a huge match of what the fuck. It's, it's... It's uh, Cena, Team Hell No, and Sheamus. So you have those four. Then you have the Shield, which that's five. That's that's three right there. And then you have um, you have uh, Big Show and Ziggler. That's 
that's that's five right there. So it's four on five. They're dominating, and then you hear Ryback's music come out, and he comes in, and they're just brawling out in the room. It's just, it's fucking gnarly. And Raw goes off, which I was a little bummed that they did that because it would have been you know good if they kind of close that off, but you kind of don't really see what's happening at that point. As far as my thoughts on this Raw, there were only two matches that were actually three that were really worth watching. It was our truth and Cesaro, or not our truth and Cesaro, our truth and Wade Barrett, and Wade Barrett, the Fatal Four Way Tag Team uh, match, and then um, the Cesaro and King was, and Kofi Kingston. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Those, those were the those, those matches, those three matches worth watching. And you notice something? It's like it's the same three. It's the same um, people. That, like if we like those people, it's the same people we like. So it's like, hey, more power, more more power to us for actually enjoying those guys. So yeah, they're actually getting more in, and it's you know it's good. It's I'm I'm happy for them. So moving forward from that, um, you know, moving forward from this raw, it was decent. Could have been a hell of a lot better, but that 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 can be said about a lot of different things that have been happening. You know, this these past few weeks in wrestling. Yeah, uh, it, next, it we're is... gonna go. Go ahead. No, I was gonna say my, my thoughts really quick, if if I can. Um, eh, this this show just didn't felt like it just felt like you know if for for built for a show that's for a show that's supposed to be the go home show for a pay per view, it didn't feel like a it didn't feel like a go home show. And usually Raws. Raw is the one um, that that it has more. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Has more oomph as far as uh, as far as bring you know go home shows go. Yeah, because like, like anytime it's that's, coming that's, towards. Because that's the only show that people. That's the only show that, that according to the WWE, that's the only show that matters. Yeah. Uh, oh well. So it just it's it's not as good as it once was. So. I mean, it. it um, moving on, we're gonna go ahead and we're gonna talk about main event, which actually it was good. Main event is probably one of my favorites as far as things go, um, just because it's it's short, it's simple, and it gets to the fucking point. Um, yeah, that's what, that's what I, I watched a little bit of it, and I'm like, yeah, this is very good because it's like. Um, you get an hour of wrestling, and it, it, that's what you're getting. You're getting an, you're getting an hour of wrestling, but you you know you're you know who's you know who's gonna be involved. They they explain they explain a little bit who's who's involved with it, and the that's it. Like they said, that, that's all you need to know. There's no there's like no rivalry involved. It's like get get two guys that go out cold and have a match. Yeah, and that's pretty much what it is. So this particular, I mean, we don't even need to. I mean. Okay, going on. It it was in uh, Bridgeport, Connecticut, December 12, 2012. On the mic, you have Michael Cole and The Miz. So, um, basically, um, yeah, uh, it was Ryback against Alberto Del Rio. Now, I was a little hesitant about this because I was like, okay, so it's going to be a quick match. You're going to have, um, let's see... You're basically gonna have a quick match. It's my understanding. Anytime Ryback usually fights lately, it's it's a quick match. No matter who he's facing, he usually gets yeah. the upper hand and he does what he can. But he hasn't really fought anyone as calculated as Alberto Del Rio. Alberto Del Rio is a great wrestler. Yeah, he knows what the fuck to do. And mm-hmm. unlike everyone else, 
he really targets he always goes for either the left or the right arm more than likely it's usually the left arm but basically he targets one arm and he does everything in his power to fuck up that arm whether it be the elbow the shoulder you know everything about it he he he's like a surgeon he specifically picks off parts of the body and he focuses on them and he does the most damage he can so that whoever he's fighting is is at a strong disadvantage mm-hmm. so Throughout the match, he was pretty much dominating Ryback. Like for the beginning of the match, he was doing everything good. He had Ryback pinned up against the uh, the steel steps, and he had his I think it was his left arm locked into the steel steps, and he was just drop kicking him over and over and over again. He was going for cross arms breakers, clotheslines, things, everything he could to attack his arm. So at that point, he tries to go in with a cross arm bar. It really doesn't work. Ryback gets up, he gets more momentum, he gets more momentum, more momentum, and then that's pretty much it. Yeah. He gets him with that fucking meat hook clothesline, and it, it, he, he's down. He's down for the count. Um, Question, do you think the, the you think having him fight people like that, like the, the real, and then having the dominant, having having him be, go over the real, you think that's going to damage Ryback, or you think it's going to damage anybody else he tries to fight against in the long run? It's it's really hard to say, mostly because Ryback, he's, he's built himself out as a powerhouse lately. That's what they've been doing. And, you know, they, they solidified that by having him go up against mid-cards and superstars. You know, guys that were, you know, they'd be on house shows, and that's really the only time that they would get. And so it would basically, you know, he would go up against guys that really he had no business fighting outside of, you know, I don't blame you. he just needs a quick match and that's it. Um, from that point forward, really, it's it's kind of hard to say mostly because it, it does kind of damage anyone he fights after that point. Because if they don't have the same emphasis, if they don't have the same control as far as the match goes, then they're, they're they don't they don't stack up as well as against him. Now Alberto Dario, he's a big guy. He's tall, but he's not like he's not massive. He's not huge like you know like Ryback or some of the other guys that are out in the roster. But he's a force to be reckoned with. He is someone that can you know down and out go out there and he can he he does what he can and he's good at what he does. Mm-hmm. And it, that's really all that really needs to be said about that. But basically. It really hurts anyone that goes up against Ryback after that point, because if he blows through them, it kind of puts, you know, Del Rio at, at a higher power ranking as far as you know, like the, the the standards of the WWE go. But for the most part, it's anyone that goes up against Ryback. Of course, they're going to be losing unless it's you know a pay per view event. If it's a match that they've been building up, Ryback is more than likely going to lose, just because that's how they kind of snuff his character. That's how they keep him at bay. They have him go up against, you know, they have him blow through people throughout Raw, SmackDown, you know, a main event, and I'm pretty sure even in some house shows. But as soon as it gets pay-per-view time, he fucks up. Yeah. Something happens. There's always some sort of controversy that steps in the line, and it screws things up. The the past three or four times that, you know, that I think he's only been a part of, I think, three pay-per-views so far. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, it was uh, Hell in a Cell, then it was um, Over the Limit, right? No, no, it wasn't Over the Limit. Um, Hell in a Cell, fuck, I can't even remember. Uh, Hell in a Cell, Survivor Series, and now TLC. Yeah. Yeah. 
So with Hell in a Cell, it was Bride Maddox. Uh, Survivor Series, it was The Shield. And now with this one, TLC, he went up against The Shield, and he also had you know Daniel Bryan and um, and uh, and Kane with him. But The Shield, man, we'll get to that in just a moment. But damn, that was that was that was an okay match. That was a pretty good match as far as pay per views go. So right after this match, right after Ryback right and Del Rio, you had a handicap match against. Uh, the three and the three man band, which is of course Heath Slater, Jinder Mahal, and Drew McIntyre, and uh, against International Airstrike, which I guess is their new name. Uh, it's, I think uh, so. Justin Gabriel and Tyson Kidd. I I didn't even know that they had a name. I thought they just went out, but um, they're a really good tag team. I'm I'm bummed that nothing isn't happening from that, but um. Yeah, they go up against 3MB, and they're doing pretty well throughout the majority of the time, but Slater hits that, you know, he gets him with that Impaler DDT, the smash hit, and he, he just takes down Kid like that. But um, I'm just bummed. I kind of I wish, you know, I kind of wish there was more happening. But basically, this week, it's Cody Rhodes against Kane on main event, and I'm not too excited about this one, but, you know, going forward, what can um Indeed. okay so i'm gonna hand this off to you because i don't have the gusto to watch impact you know that and ramses i'm sorry but we have to put you back on suicide watch for this uh oh don't get boo! me started too oh. Orlando, Florida, December, on December 13, 2012. On commentary, a whole bunch of fucking people. <laughs> I'm not even bothered. It's Mike Tanay, Taz, and the most annoying person in the fucking world, Todd Ken- Kenley. I want to punch him every time he says something, by the way. Oh, my God. So- <laughs> the fact that Ramsey actually says something like that, you know this this guy is a piece of shit. Cause he is. You're, you're pretty... You're pretty, uh, you're pretty, you're kind of like a pacifist as things go, but <laughs> if you, if you really dislike this guy, then you know he's a bag of shit. Um, oh, trust me, trust me, this week, it's just like, you're gonna, you're gonna hear some things you're not gonna like, you're not gonna believe for me. Cause this show, um, like, it, it was like, I mean, I don't know what to even make of this show with, with a lot of what they're, what they're trying to do. But when, I'll get to my, th- I'll get to, when, when I'm done with this, when I'm done, when they're running everything down, you'll... I'll I'll get to my final when you get to my final thoughts I'll 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 condense everything and you'll figure out why. So last so last weekend was final resolution, um, and at the pay per view there was a bit of shenanigans that happened at the end of the match with the World Heavyweight Championship, where Aces and Aces mm-hmm. attacked um, Jeff Hardy and Bobby Roode, and it ended ended up with a no contest and everyone's like, what the fuck just happened here? So this week, um, so, so this week, Bobby Roode comes out and he demands answers from Aces and Eights, and Aces and Eights were like, "Well, look, I know you paid us good money to protect you from everything, but we had someone else, and you know what? We'll let, we'll make you wait until the end of the show to to figure out who it was." And he's like, "Uh." So 
That was that was just that, that was like that was ten minutes right there. I just condensed a ten minute promo like that. I'm like, oh my god. So we 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 have um a play recap of the uh, uh, final resolution where Mickey James was was fighting Terra, and she lost. Even though she had a good outing, she lost. And now we, and then we have the returning Velvet Sky versus Madison Rain for our opening match. And I, uh, I, I, I don't know what's up with this match. I really, honestly, God, don't know what to make of it. Like, it looks like they know what to, like, I usually don't, like, I'm usually never, like, you know us. Like, you and me, like, between both of us, like, you know, usually we skip these kinds of matches, but usually on impact it's a lot more better but I don't know this week's this week's um this week's knockout match just wasn't doing it for me. So they have so they have this match. Um Little Sky wins via a in your face. And yeah this and doesn't like, sound good. Yeah, and this doesn't sound good at all. And only that, it's like she's she she returning as well, and she's like saying that now that she's like the veteran. This and that's like you know, there are other people here who've been there longer. Their sister. Oh, this this is actually this is actually one of those segments. That's, this is this is the most weirdest segment in the world. I'm about to say next. So you cut to the back, <coughs> and Kurt Angle is with Wes Briscoe and Garrett Bischoff. Gary Bischoff and Wes Briscoe, yeah, we're, we're, we're ready. We're ready to take on. Our, we're ready to take on aces and eights, this and that, blah blah blah. Yeah, and then the, like we're ready to take on our match, but you know we need coffee, and then and then Kurt Angle's like, you know, no, 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 you need something better than coffee. He opens up his locker and he comes out with this five-hour energy. I'm like, it's not. It's not like he brought like some like off-brand. No, it's like. He literally flashes the thing out on the camera like it's five hour energy, and I'm like, the words cannot describe what I'm looking at. So after that, after after that we have our we have our next match, the Shore, which is Robbie E and Robbie T versus Wes Briscoe and Garrett Bischoff, and it was a good match, and they, they, they had a good thing. I don't know. It's, yeah, they had a decent match, but it's just like I, I just can't really connect with the, any of these people. I don't like I don't like I don't like Robbie E. I don't like Robbie T. Was Briscoe and Garrett Bischoff? I can give two shits about. And it's like yeah, you just I, I mean you know what I'm saying? You know, it's like they they put something and it looked. Decent. It's just like I can't get behind any of these jagoffs. <laughs> I'm not even. Uh, just, like, I know you're not my... trying to be funny, but no, no, I'm not even trying to be funny. I'm like I'm trying to find some sort of justifiable reason why this is happening. So the match ends in a clean matter. Briscoe and Bischoff get the win, and then Aces Eights come out, come out and attack everyone. And then we cut to another segment. And it's Joseph Parks. Joseph Parks is at the OVW training camp, and he's getting like, and th- then he goes up. And he's like, "Oh, I'm just here to get information because like I want to be like a wrestler, like my brother, like my brother Chris, you know, Abyss." And the trainer's like, "You know what? I'm gonna like, you know, like 
you, you're in a suit and all. I'm gonna train you with a suit and all, and he's just trying. He's running him through the ringer and all that stuff. I'm like, uh, uh, whatever. So we so they have so after that we had we'd have Kenny King in the back who's talking about his match with RVD at Final Resolution. They had a very good match at Final Resolution, by the way. And mm-hmm. then he says he demands his, his rematch tonight on on Impact, and well, we're gonna get to that. So the next match is Aces is a is a couple of guys from Aces and Eight Stock, aka Festus, aka you know Luke Gallows, aka that bald dude that was was hanging around with CM Punk and some guy in a mask versus the Cowboy James Storm and the charismatic Enigma Jeff Hardy and. <sighs> Oh, uh, just to interject, um, I don't know if anyone watches Ink Master or watched Ink Master when it was running, but um, Jeff Hardy was on an episode. Uh, he was uh, one of the canvases, and I forgot how thick of an accent he has. Just because I don't watch T, I mean, I don't watch Impact. Uh, I'll admit it for the sake of just admitting it, I don't, and I haven't heard him actually talk since I'm gonna say maybe the um, CM Punk versus. I'm gonna say probably about like. Probably till yeah, last time he was in actual, uh, last time he was on you know WWE. So it's it's been quite some time. Um, that's pretty yeah. much all I can say. But his accent is fucking thick and hilarious. Um, but yeah, moving on. Um, moving on. So this match happened. It's like I don't like again. It's just like, it just seems like this week it's like they're putting up these people. Like, and here's a good part. Here's the worst part. I like James Storm. He's a really good wrestler. And Jeff Hardy, I don't know what you need to get. I don't know what you need to get out of him to get a good match. But when you can, it's a real like. His his thing with uh with Austin Aries earlier earlier a couple of, couple of weeks back that was good, but now that he's <clears> involved <throat> with all this bullshit, I'm like, oh, no, no, no 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 no. So it's like I, this is not one of his. This is not one of his highlights. But like I said, James Storm, I like him. He's a good wrestler. And everybody else is like the same thing. It's like I just don't can't get behind any of these jack offs, and it was uh, there. I guess I don't know. <laughs> I I watched this match and it was like a match. It's like things happen. I'm like okay, fine. And then not only that, it went longer than it really should. And they and Jeff Hardy and uh, Jeff Hardy get the twist of fate on one of the mask guys, and Hardy and James Storm wins. So the so Aces and Ace come down for a beatdown, and they announce who was the guy who, who brought off who brought Aces and Eights to screw James to screw, um, Jeff Hardy and Robbie Roode, and it's revealed that the, that it was Austin Aries, and everyone's like, who? And I'm like, okay. But then again, too, it's like it's in, knowing how how much of a sleazy heel he is. That doesn't surprise me that he would do something like that. So we move on, and we're in, we cut to another we cut to another talkie segment with AJ Styles. Uh, AJ Styles lost his match, which was supposed to be like the one last time match between him and Daniels. And he's like, you know, I'm getting old, this and that, blah blah blah. I don't give a shit, and I'm done. And I'm like, okay. So we have another, so that continues, and then we have our next match, which is Kenny King versus Rob Van Dam. And if there's any, if there's any match that's worth talking about, and it's these, it's this match because I still like RVD. I don't know about you, 
I still love the guy. And Kenny King is, like, if there's any wrestler I, I give, like, you know, Rising Star of the Year, I give it to him because he really, he busted his ass off and he busted his ass off to have really good matches. And it's, it's, like, it's good that, I mean, the circumstances why he left TNA, why he left ROH to go to TNA, it's kind of, well, you know, it was not the best of ways he left. But you know what? It was very good. Like, I think it's done him wonders now. Because he's, he's actually, like, if I would say he's actually one of the higher, he's one of the higher tier wrestlers on the, on, on the, on the roster. And, like, I would love to see him, see him go beyond, beyond X Division matches and see, like, how he can do it with, like, you know, world championship matches. <clears throat> but, or, or put him in a program with someone higher tier. But, you know, RVD, to be honest, you having him be with RVD is kind of like a huge step up because, you know, RVD, holy shit, he's amazing. And they have a really good match. Um, it was a lot, a lot of interesting back and forth. Like, you know, RVD, can, he can, like like I said, on a, on a good day, you can get you can get RVD to go. And this was one of his good days. And Kenny King, oh my God, I, can't, I, cannot st- I cannot stress how much I love this guy. So, they go at it. And... Uh, RVD tries to go for for a, a flying crossbody, but then he um, and then uh, but then he grab but then Kenny King grabs him in midair, and then he somebody roll up and one two three he was a really good match. So we're in the back, and and it's it's Bully Ray, and it's it's Bully Ray and it's Hulk Hogan. And bully and um, what was it? Um, so basically they're just saying stuff like, "Hey, you know, that you know on Sunday this and that, you know, why 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 did you cost why did you cost a match for this and that for for Team Hogan this and that?" And then he's like, "Well, you know what, Terry?" I'm like, "Oh God, they're using shoot names, aren't they? I hate when they do this." He's like, "You know, yeah, I may have cost it, but your daughter cost me this and that." And he's like, you know what, they're, uh, you know, you know what, they're Mike. This is like, oh my god, stop with the shoot, stop with the fucking shoot names, for God's sakes, shut up. Like, I know you're trying to be serious, but it's like, oh, it's like I can't take them seriously when they start doing stuff like that, because it's almost like we're using shoot names, we're being serious, wink, wink. And he's just like, you know, you only got one ch- one chance to redeem yourself. So why don't you go out there and fight Jesse, and then and, and then see what happens from there. And so, the next match was Jesse versus Bully Ray, and Bully Ray makes short work of him. And I'm, eh. yeah, they, this is our main event, ladies and gentlemen. This is the main event match, a nothing like five minute match that led nowhere. And I'm like. Thanks for wasting my time, TNA. So, after that, we have a we have the ending segment with um we have our ending we have our ending segment with um, Austin Aries, and he's explaining why he 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 brought off aces and eights to do his dirty work. <clears throat> Pretty much, he wants to get he wants um he wants another chance at us at um Jeff Hardy's championship belt. And Je- and Jeff Hardy's like, if you want the belt, why don't you come fight me next week? No aces and eights, this and that, blah blah blah. Which I think, to which I say, 
you just set yourselves up for a screw job finish because I'm pretty sure I know what's going to happen. He's going to bring in us aces and eighth, blah, blah, blah. They're going to fight at Genesis, and that's how we're going to rush it up for the main event for that match. And I pretty much predicted two weeks of, of wrestling right there. Now, here's the biggest problem. Do you know why I'm very, very, very... You know why on some weeks I'm like, oh my god, this is actually pretty good wrestling? And now I'm like, oh my god, I hate these people? It's because I'm starting, to, I'm starting to notice this. This this month, this, this whole entire month, of, they already filmed all their all their shows for t- for this month. They Usually whenever they do Impact, they actually do it live. And, they, and whenever they do it live, it's actually been pretty good. But since they have like this, this December break... All these shows have been like on autopilot, for lack of a better way of describing it. It's like literally, it's like all I can just think of is like like some guy is just like like to put a computer on is like automated um automated wrestling match one, automated wrestling match two, automated wrestling match three, and nothing of real. So it's like basically like if it's like in like say any sort of uh, like most recently like say uh, with like WWE thirteen if you just you know, set up an event and you just do the match and you just watch the AI go at it. That's usually what it's like, right? Yeah, it's just like, oh, fine, whatever. Just like, like, you, not even that. It's like, imagine, you know how in WWE 13 or something like that, you play on universe mode and then when you, after you're done playing on universe mode, you, like, you play on universe mode and you just say, generate me this match. And it, I'm not going to even see the, uh, just show me the results. That's how I'm seeing these matches. I'm like, God damn it! It's pissing me off, and it's just like, and it, like I said, one of the things I liked is like whenever they do their shows live, and now that they're not live, it's just not working for me, and it's just like I don't know. Like I, I, I'm gonna have to wait until they're done with all this bullshit, until they come back in January or so, to get some sort of like you know good wrestling. But oh well. My thoughts on uh, I thoughts on Impact Wrestling is that I wish these I wish these these shows were alive again because there was some sort of semblance of them being being at least some uh, being somewhat good, and now that they're not, it really starts to be really evident that they really hate those live shows like really bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I, I can I imagine that, but um. That shit happens quite often. Um, let's oh, shit see. Happens, happens very often. <laughs> All right. So from this point, we're gonna go to SmackDown. My time, my shine. They think I'm out of my mind. One chance, we own. Take another look, you know that we gone. Came from the ground and we crawling up. You can feel it in your fist when you warming up. Friday Night Smackdown, December 14th, 2012, from Bridgeport, Connecticut. Fun commentary, it's JBL and Josh Matthews, and yeah. Along with them are Cesaro and Sheamus, basically. So, uh, it's one of those respective opponents are uh, doing commentary while the other ones are fighting. Um, Right now, you have... um, 
Big Show against Our Truth. I really didn't even watch this match. Reason being is that I knew it was going to happen. Um, since Sheamus can't rightfully step in and do shit, of course Big Show was going to win. It was probably one of my that. least favorite matches in the night. Not just that. It's like it, if you can imagine a match. If you like, if I told you, if I if you close, if I told you, close your eyes and think of a match between Our Truth and Kofi Kingston. I it's only. Ah, I need more coffee. Anyways, if I, said, <laughs> if I told you, close your eyes and think of a match between Our Truth and The Big Show, and it plays out exactly as it is in your head, that's exactly what the match you're getting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. I mean, basically, of course, Big Show gets the pin. Um, yeah. Yeah, he hits him with a knockout punch and... So, at this point, you know, Big Show is, uh, you know, he, he's taunting Sheamus. He's the ring, gets up, and he just keeps taunting him, taunting him, taunting him. Big Show challenges Sheamus. Is, you know, he tells him, he's like, hit me. Just hit me. Sheamus stands up, and Cesaro goes and just pushes him into to Big Show. And then Cesaro runs off. Big Show laughs and is like, oh, you touched me. You touched me. I'm going to get you in trouble. I'm going to get you in trouble. And that's pretty much what had happened. Sheamus gets pissed off that he never actually did anything. I mean, he just bumped into him. And it wasn't even his fault for the most part, just because actually it wasn't even his fault entirely um, because Cesaro went and pushed him. So Big Show is is going to go and talk to Booker. And, um, you know, he's like, oh, you know, Sheamus. He's like that. He's like that fucking annoying Big Show. He's basically, he's pulling a Cartman. He's pulling a Cartman. For lack of a better word, he's pulling a Cartman. Yeah, he's like, you know, he's going up to his mom now t- trying to tattle at him. Like, oh my god, have, has wrestling gone this bad? Oh my god. Yeah, so he, he's like, oh, he, Big Show, you know, tells, um, Big Show tells, um, fuck, I can't even say it. Big Show tells him, he's like, oh, he's like, he tells Booker T, you, you know, you, you should have seen it. Uh, Sheamus completely violated the contract. He went and he hit me. He abused me. Blah, 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 blah. And it just, it's like, he, 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 back, he just did it the worst way. It, it straight up seems like Big Show is doing everything he can to get out of this match. And I know he's, he's trying to do it just so he could piss Sheamus off more and more and more. But, you know, Booker calls him out and he's like, dude, if you're afraid, just say you're afraid. That's it. And then Big Show's like, I'm not afraid of Sheamus. He clearly violated the clause. <laughs> And, um, so, it's like, it's, it's some dumb shit, really. Wait, was this, was this also, was this before or after they brought out, um, David Otunga? This was before. This was before. So, we'll get to that in just a moment. Uh, right after this, um, Sandow goes to the ring, he says his name, he says that he's been looking for, you know, uh, finding one person that would be his apprentice in Cody's absence, and then he's stating that, you know, it's not going to happen, and now that Cody Rhodes is back, he, uh, you know, he's like, oh, I have my best friend, and, you know, we're, we're a lot better now, and at this point, Cody is, you know, everyone's chanting Cody's mustache, Cody's mustache, Cody's mustache, and it's freaking hilarious, and, um, <laughs> and he's like, oh, he's like, I'm honored to be in the ring with Damian Sandow. The search for an apprentice is over. 
because I'm Cody Rhodes and I kind of talk with a lisp. And my uh, mustache gives me a worse lip. It's, uh, it's, uh, I have my hands in front of my face right now. And um, so they have their match, and it's kind of a uh, it's kind of a repeat from la- from from I wouldn't even say last week, but it's a repeat from Raw. It's they're they're going up against Jimmy and Jay, and once again they they get the win. Road Scholars gets the win, and I don't even want to talk about it anymore because it just it pisses me off because we've we've discussed it more and more. It just yeah. it could have been a lot better than what it actually was, and. It really was just you. Really, you you hit the nail on the you hit the nail right there on the noggin. It's the same fucking match as it was on Raw. If you like again, like it's like literally take everybody else out of the match other than Team Road Scholars and Jimmy and Jay Uso. There's a fucking match. (laughs) That's the thing that I think that's even more pissed off. It's just like, why are you doing these match? Like this is the thing I hate so much about about um about SmackDown and Raw. Whenever they do this. Whenever they do a match, we have we have to see it again for on either Raw or SmackDown, and I'm like, no, you don't want to do that. No, you're stupid. No, stop that. I want to watch fresh wrestling. I don't want to see the same shit I saw already, already like five days ago. Anyways. So- yeah. So. Yeah, <laughs> moving forward, um, it's just it's. Uh, <sighs> it, yeah, this show, this show is hard to get through. It, it kind of is. Well, actually, no. Um, so it, it gets better. At least from I was just completely shocked by this, but it, it gets so much better. So, and and not just because of my own uh, my own biases, but um, so. Big Show is in the ring. He's with David Otonga. And, uh, well, before that, basically, David Otonga's going over the contract about the uh, no-hit clause. And he's like, oh, yeah, you have a case. He's like, you know what? We're going to go ahead and we're going to present this publicly. So they go on in the ring. And then, um, you know, uh, Big Show states that, oh, Seamus clearly put his hands on me. And it's like, seriously, it's like a straight up, it's like one of those, like, bad touch scenarios. Like the child molestation cases where they have the doll. <laughs> okay. And, okay, Big and Show. They what have is, like the, you know, he's like, Can you show us where he touched you? Like okay. that's what I'm picturing. I'm picturing Otonga is right there just kinda grilling Big Show and he has a doll and he's like, Big Show, can you show me where <laughs> where Seamus touched you? Stan, and I'm just picturing Stan, Big Show listening like, to this. Stan, and like touching the listen- doll. Stan, if you're listening to this, this is this needs to be our picture of for our for the website or this needs to be our picture for the show. Of just David Otunga, like pointing to a like a big show pointing to a doll with with David Otunga holding it, and somewhere in the back there's like Seamus is like face palming or something like that. This needs to be done like right now. <laughs> but um, but yeah. Uh, the, the, that aside, basically, what ends up happening is um. Uh, <laughs> so Booker comes out and he tells him he's like you know it. He's like, your your Harvard degree isn't worth the paper that it's printed on. You know, uh, the contracts are honored, and you know they're, they're not by letter of the law, and it's just by the spirit of you know things. It's that's pretty much all it is. And he's stating, you know, it's not going to happen. Nothing's going to happen. It doesn't matter if you go to the board of directors; they're not going to waste their time on this. TLC match is still going to happen. And, um, and this is the point where I start basically, banging my head on the. This is right. This is the point where I start banging my head on the fucking table because it's like. 
That's not how contracts work. Yeah, no, but but in in made up WWE land, that's how they work. I know. It's like so, oh my god, this is. Uh, <laughs> I, I think I lost. I think I lost every. That's why I was like asking him, like, is this the part with David Otunga? I think at that point my brain started hitting exit velocity. Like literally, um, my brain wanted out so fast. Wanted opted out so fast out of out of my out of my head that it just like it was trying to get itself out. Yeah. <sighs> Anyways. So moving forward, uh, you know, Otunga is basically, um, you know, uh, getting, you know, blah 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 blah. blah, blah. Sheamus comes out, hits him with a bro kick, blah 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 blah. blah. Um, so they show uh, Randy Orton and basically um, Matt Striker standing by, stating that you know he's going to go ahead and have an interview with Randy Orton, and then basically we return from a commercial to see Randy <laughs> Orton lying on a broken table. And the shield come back, and they just beat the shit out of him, apparently. And they dislocated his shoulder okay. and some other shit. Okay, hold on. Hold on. Before you go on, I got something to say. Um, I, I watched the international version of this show, which is, like, about an hour long. And they condense a lot of these like, They condense a lot of things. As a matter of fact, this next match mm-hmm. that's, that's coming up, it's not, it, well, they didn't even show it. Oh, but, man, I'm bummed. But here's the funny thing. We saw that that segment with Sheamus and Big Show was there, and then they cut to Randy Orton getting beat down with no setup. So they just they just show him like they just show him the shield like it just cuts to it and the shield just beating him up. Yes. Wow. It's like it's like, oh wait, there's something even more important happening, and we have no setup. Here's here's Shield beating up on Randy Orton. I'm like, this is the most surreal shit I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, so basically, I'm kind of bummed you didn't see this match because I enjoyed it. Not so much because you know Caitlyn was in it, but basically the next match is is Caitlyn against Oksana. And oh man, oh god, this match! Like I wish Jared was also here to join me on commentary because we're both big fans of Caitlyn. I'm I I don't want to get too vulgar, but you can see how I'm a big fan of Caitlyn. You just need yeah, to kind of kind of see me. Um, yeah, I... I have a boner. Um, so it's, it's a good match. It's it's a good match. Basically, they lock up, and Caitlyn is is basically being dominated. This majority of the you know like the majority of the match, Oksana has her in a headlock, and she's not letting go. It goes back and forth, back and forth, and oh my god, her ass just looks so fucking amazing in this match. Like, I'm not even kidding you. It just it was like bam, booty, and um. That's really this is really only what Divas matches are good for, but they they actually can wrestle. To be honest with you, they're not they're 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 beautiful and they can actually fucking fight. That's the great thing they can actually wrestle. So, um, pretty much uh, Oksana is dominating the majority of the match. She has a good headlock on her, and Caitlyn's getting up, tries to get off, but Oksana still gets that headlock on her and on her and on her again. And God, man, her. I still can't get over her ass. Like, oh god, it was so amazing. Like, we, Jesus, am I gonna splash water on you, dude? Seriously, come on. <laughs> I'm hey, sorry. We're getting the game, man. Come on. Okay, 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 okay. So, pretty much, uh, Oksana is dominating, and I actually I was listening to the commentary on this. Apparently, she uh, was a former bodybuilder. Yeah, like, I'm she was in competitions right for like, huh? I'm looking at pictures of. Right I'm not now, even like... kidding you. Look it up. Look it no, up. 
I'm looking um, it up right now. Yeah, yeah, she's like, she wasn't like, she wasn't like, you know, like. She wasn't a professional, but that's what she was training for. Yeah, she well, she wasn't she wasn't like those overtly like you know roided up like freaks like you know, I was gonna say uh, what's her face um uh, Nicole Bass but she was she was getting there and that's uh, why she has that uh, like that uh, uh, that's why it's like she has like like she she has like these weird proportions where it's like she has like these big arms and stuff but it's, like she still has like a very feminine look so it's like that's fine yeah anyways so um. Roxana's dominating for the majority of the match, and then uh, Caitlyn breaks free and uh, gets her with the whip, and then hits her with that freaking gut buster. And um, yeah, and Caitlyn gets the pinfall, and it was a uh, it was a good match. Uh, I could go on for hours about it, but you know, uh, for for time intensive purposes, I'm not going to. Yes, and also because I want to have balls. Um, so. Uh, we're taking to the back, and Matt Stryker goes on, and he, he gives us an update on Randy Orton's condition, apparently. He, like I said, he separated his shoulder, and they had to actually go ahead and, you know, re-join uh, it, basically, there. And uh, they had to pop it back in the socket, and uh, he has a concussion, and he's probably going to be out of the hot, you know, be out of SmackDown for quite some time, which just means that it's going to be a shitty SmackDown within the next maybe two weeks. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I'm not gonna deny it. It's like, oh god, like when I when I heard the news, I'm like, oh god, this this is bullshit right here. And then it's like almost at, almost at the same time, I'm like, what do we need to do to protect Randy Orton? Do we need like do we need to put him like bubble wrap all over the place? Probably. And then, Keep like, the spice him, away from him. In, uh... Yeah, like put him in, like put him in some sort of like like it, it, like you know, take only take him off for wrestling, but anytime else, we put him in like some sort of like you know, conf- like just put him in, just put him in like the Oh, what, what the word? What the things are called? Like an isolation tank from like everything else, and then like just take and just take them out when, when necessary for wrestling, and that's it. Cause like uh, you're fucking up. Yeah. So pretty much that happens, and it's just it's like it's kind of a it's one of those things where it's just like hey, it, shit could be better than it actually is, but. So that that happens basically. We're we're taken to that, and uh, yeah, he honestly they need to put him in a plastic bubble just to keep him safe. Um, oh, please, God's sakes, do something. So, um, there's not really much else to say. Uh, but yeah, basically, he, he he's gonna be out of it. The next match, uh, um. Primetime players in Primo and Epico against Call the Great Kali, Hornswoggle, Justin Gabriel, and Tyson Kidd. I don't even want to talk about this match. I'm sorry. No, um, I don't even blame you. This sounds like this like this this is again this this is what I'm saying. Don't show me something that I already saw now three days ago from from the time this is airing. Hell, uh, when did they when did they record main event? Did they record it also at the same time as SmackDown? I believe so. I'm not too sure which one oh goes god. first. Oh my god, if they if they showed me this on SmackDown, I would have demanded my money back. I mean, like, <laughs> I want my money. <laughs> I saw this match already. I would have been I would have left pissed off. Worst part is that SmackDown's coming down here to San Diego in January. I'm like, if if I go to this and they pull this shit on me, 
I swear to fucking god, I'm gonna storm out. And I'm gonna like ring some bitch at like the at the ticket counter and get my money back. Cause that I swear to god, I'm looking at this match. Approvatum. This is the same match as the as three MB versus Justin Gabriel and and Justin Gabriel and, and Tyson Kidd from last from main event. And I'm like. If this is a video podcast, you'd see me, like, ready to explode. Anyway, so, we're on, we're, so after that, so, yeah, they, this, so this match fucking happened. Um, it, it, the, the winners of this match was a great colleague, Hornswoggle, Justin Gabriel, and Tyson Kidd, and, <sighs> what can I say? Anyway, so we so we have our main event of the evening, which is Co- wait no not even like Co- not, not even the main event they're setting up for the main event, and then we have Kofi Kingston versus Alberto Del Rio, and Alberto Del Rio and Kofi Kingston. Yeah, this goes back to what I was saying earlier, where if you stopped and picture the match, any match, and I close your eyes, I tell you two wrestlers, two wrestler names. Then, especially in the particular Kofi Kingston and Alberto Rio, and I told you, picture that match, and that's exactly, and picture that match in your head, and that's exactly the same match that we had. And that's pretty much what it was. I mean, Kofi Kingston's good, and Alberto is more technical. Like, the thing is, like, like um, Kofi Kingston's more high flyer, and the is much more technical. And when you have those two, Matt, like, Sometimes that can work. Sometimes that can work. Sometimes like it's preferred that we would have a match with a with, with a high flyer, with a high flyer, or with a technical person. With a technical person, sometimes this can work. Sometimes, sometimes having them be the opposites sometimes could work. Sometimes can't, couldn't. This is one of those situations where it didn't. So after so we so that happened and um. Okay. Go. So, next on after this horrible match with uh, the basically it was like a four man tag or an eight man tag, but after this um, shitty shitty match, uh, we're taken to Kofi Kingston and uh, Alberto Del Rio. Now I was a bit surprised by this, um, but then again, really didn't feel that it was kind of the. Um, really was happening, but um, Kofi Kingston is uh, is going to against Del Rio. Now, Del Rio normally, you know, as, as he is, he's he's getting him into pretty much a... He's doing typical Del Rio. Um, he's dominating the majority of the match, going for the wrist lock, going up, you know, dominating that elbow, attacking that elbow, the, the shoulder, wrist, elbow, shoulder. You know, he's just picking apart Kofi Kingston, doing what he can. And there really isn't much to it. If you've seen either of them wrestle... Lately, it's the, the exactly as it is. That's that's pretty much how it is. Um, I don't even honestly even want to talk about it. It just it was it was kind of a typical match that you really could see happening. 
Um, Kobe Kingston ended up getting the the pin, surprisingly. I'm just going to leave it at that. There isn't really much to talk about as far as SmackDown goes. Next up, um, there was a it, this one I consider just to be a build-up match, just because it's kind of like you're at the home stretch, and it's, it's going to happen. So it was um, Sheamus against Antonio Cesaro. So Cesaro is kind of dominating. They're, they're picking him up. You know, as they said, they're, they're kind of giving him more momentum than he needs, but they are. They're giving him that. And um, basically, <sighs> what ends up happening, how the match ends, is basically Sheamus gets, uh, gets uh, distracted by Big Show chasing... Uh, uh, William Regal with the chair. He smacks him in the back of the chair more and more and more. Um, Regal stops from attacking. Big Show just cracks him over the back of the chair. And basically, Sheamus gets counted out. Uh, he's, he's really, really pissed off. He doesn't attack Big Show because he wants to you know, take him down uh, at TLC. So, honestly, there isn't much. If you have any thoughts on this particular SmackDown, be my guest. But... I, it was just a little. I think really there was only. I, I'm 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 sad to say it. The only good match was the Divas match, at least in my opinion. I'm with you on that. There's really nothing else, really, because it's like, like I said, the biggest problem with the WWE sometimes is that, um, is that they they tend to repeat a lot of matches, and like I said before, the biggest flaw with this with this show is that they repeating they were repeating all their matches that we had before at at nausea, and I'm like, no, don't fucking do it. Yeah, it's it pretty much it's it SmackDown rides on Raw's coattails, uh, that's really the only thing that can be said. Um, yeah, I it just it. Nothing really good comes out of it, and um, what ends up happening? I mean, nothing. After after Edge left, there wasn't really anything good going for SmackDown. Yeah, and like I said, I don't blame you because it's like they're repeating a lot of things, and I'm like, no, just don't do it. No, give something fresh. But oh well, what can I say? This was not one. This I don't know. It's just, this, like I said, this week has not 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 been that good, and things are not gonna get any better when we get to this pay per view. Yeah. So moving on, we're actually gonna talk about a uh, a pay per view. So TLC two thousand and twelve. So this is in Brooklyn, New York, which is kind of surprising because I haven't actually seen really anything big happened in, in Brooklyn, you know, period. Yeah. Um, basically, at the start of it, um, there's the... Uh, David Otunga is going up against JTG in a dark match, uh, thanks to Mike Tedesco and, and you know, John Bertolo. Uh, Naomi, who I was surprised, I didn't even... I didn't even think Cameron and Naomi, the Funkadactyls, actually wrestled, but there was a Divas Battle Royale to see who was going to become the number one contender for the Divas Championship later on that night. Uh, yeah. Caitlin was about to win it, um, and Eve comes out and smacks her, and basically Naomi gets the, the win. She, she knocks Caitlin off the ropes. Um, so 
we go live and there's a tribute to the uh basically the um the, the, the lives that were lost in Newtown, Connecticut in Newton, Connecticut, uh Sandy Hook Elementary. Um they ring the bell twenty six times to signal you know, to signify the uh the the number of people that have passed away. Um, I don't want to get more into that just because it's depressing, and then it's going to lead into the Westboro Baptist Church, who I hate with passion. But that's neither here nor there. Yeah. Uh, the first match uh, was the uh, the the number one contenders for the tag team match. It was it was a tables match uh, with Rey Mysterio and Sin Cara against Damian Sandow and Cody Rhodes. Now at the beginning, Sin Cara and Damian Sandow were dominating, like they were doing everything they could, and they were actually pulling it off. There were so many damn times that they could have gotten this win, but. They were just going for more of a setup than they needed to. They they really could have ended it a few times, but it really just they're the um so basically so basically the, they're the, just showing off at this point. They're like, ah, oh, we can end it anytime. Yeah. Oh wait 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 wait. Let me just do one more thing. Ah, like like yeah. Okay. Let, let's go for the high risk and let's just completely lose it. That's what had happened, and it just it kind of pissed me off. Um, we'll get to how the match ended in just a moment, but they were really. The, this crowd was pretty slow to start off, you know, pivotal chance. One of the ones that I, I really thought they were going to start right off the back was Cody's mustache, which didn't start until, I'm going to say about, you know, like, uh, well after a fourth of the match. That's when it kind of started. Um, so, pretty much. I don't know, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to assume that the people are like, is that something that they eat, like, pudding before the match? So yeah, I mean, I really expect that to kind of happen, but I mean, they didn't do it. So, um, moving on, um, basically, Sara is going to go ahead and do a springboard uh, to kind of end it. Cody Rhodes pops up and pushes Sin Cara back, and he goes fucking flying. Like, he goes high into the air, and then bam, lands right into the table, breaks it. They lose. Blah, blah. And um, basically there's a new promo, kind of like one of those new gorilla promos that the, you know, the Shield's been doing. And uh, Dean Ambrose, I, I hate the dude's face. I really fucking hate the dude's face. He just... Yeah, Jared I and I, I said that he, he looks like Brian Pillman. Like He kind of reminds me... He reminds us of Brian Pillman a lot. Um, just the fact that the dude is sheer fucking crazy. And Dean yeah. Ambrose, that's what he looks like. The dude looks fucking mental as shit. Um, so there was that. The next match, it's a, uh, it's the United States Championship match, which <sighs> really isn't much. Um, Cesaro dominates. Truth gets a few good kicks in, a few good punches, goes for a leg hook, and he goes for a pin. Cesaro kicks out, and... Um, Cesaro hits him with that uppercut, takes him to the corner, grabs you, hits him with a neutralizer, and it's done. That's yeah, it. the thing is, like, the thing so Cesaro's. This is the point I was trying to get at like earlier. It's just like, it just seems like our truth is like no match. It's like it's like he, I'm talking Cesaro outclasses our truth like fifty to one at this point. It's just like it like our intelligence Cesaro needs some something else, and our truth needs to fight like our truth needs to find. Someone like upper tier to fight, and R Truth needs to find someone lower tier to fight. Like I would not, I wouldn't mind seeing R Truth a uh, program with R Truth and and Cody and Cody Rhodes, or or Damian Sandow. But on, on the flip side, I think Antonio Cesaro would benefit himself a lot if you were fighting someone like Sheamus. 
if he went after bigger game, it would it, it'd do a lot more for him as opposed oh, to yes. I'm going to take out mid cards and I'm only going to take out mid cards and I'm only yeah. going to fight at mid card and I'm not going to get any better because I'm at mid card. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like the guy, the guy fights at the guy fights at a high a higher level, and it's like, no, you you're wasting your talent. You you really need to like fight someone higher. And this and this is the good news. Like this is good. This is really good. Like over the last, like they really fixed them up over the last over the last year or so. It, again, if if there's anybody I like to say that got got most improvement, it's Cesaro. This year has been like one of the best years for him, and like I like I just wanted to go up against someone higher tier right now for god's sakes like who do i who do i need to beg at this point to get to get him to get him a, a good run a good run of the ball for for at least for a little bit but like maybe for a couple of weeks for a transitional period just to see how he works but i'm pretty sure he'll do really well <sighs> anyways yeah it's just uh so he's 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 kind of he, actually this is this is what had happened with Ziggler a while back mid card hell, yeah. um, and the worst part is like uh, like I don't know like yeah and this is like this is benefiting like I'll, I'll say my thoughts later when we get to it it's just like this 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 whole feud he's having with John Cena it's not doing any favors though but I'll get to it when we get to it. So yeah. Um, so from that point forward, we're taking to Miz TV and 3MBs out there. Now, this was really, really, really fucking weird. Um, I don't blame you because, like, uh, like, if, if they, if, like, I'm pretty sure, like, if I pay, like, $60 to watch this and they, they pay me to watch $60 to watch these guys talk, I would be, what ends up I happening would be, is I would be demanding my money back. <laughs> What ends up happening is uh, 3MB, they cut like a kind of promo, and um, they they just start talking shit about the Mexican announcers, and, you know, they go to the Spanish announce team, and they start pestering them, like, they, they just start, you know, he's like, this is country, he's like, he's like, in this country, we speak American, and I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? You have minute, Jinder on. Mahal. <laughs> you have Jinder Fucking Mahal! You have Jinder Mahal. Not only Jinder Mahal, Drew McIntyre. I am Drew McIntyre. I have a freaking horribly thick accent, and yeah, yeah, yeah it's just... So, <sighs> two really, really ethnic dudes, and you have Heath Slater. Just you know, yeah, I'm being really ignorant. Right. I'm Merc. Yeah, he's just being the American, American, American. And so uh, Ricardo Rodriguez comes out, and he just – he's like, all right, you guys, calm down, calm down, calm down. You're taking this much too far. And they start beating Ricardo Rodriguez up. And so Albert Adair is like, no, nah, no, nah, I ain't having that. So he runs out, and he starts attacking 3MB. They basically start to get the better of Del Rio just because it's three against one at that point since I really don't count Ricardo Rodriguez as actually fighting. Yeah. Um, so Miz is just like, whatever. And so he just starts attacking Slater and, uh, he takes him out of the, you know, he takes Slater out of the ring. Same thing with, uh, Jinder Mahal and, uh, Del Rio kicks, uh, Drew McIntyre and then clotheslines him out of the ring. And so they tell him like, okay, you know, what? we'll have a match. We'll have a, you know, a six man tag match. And you know what? We'll, we'll go ahead and we'll get a, um, uh, basically, you know, we'll get a, another teammate. The crowd wants Zack Ryder. 
to go ahead and you know be the next you know man in the in, you know in the match. But they 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 said that they'll find someone. So the promo runs up once again for the Royal Rumble promoting The Rock. Um, backstage. Can I ask you an honest Go question? Ahead. Is this a setup for Del Rio turning face? I actually had this conversation with Kyle. I, I honestly, I don't think so, but you never know at this point. Because... Yeah, like, I don't know what the hell's happening anymore. I'm like, ugh. I'm, I'm looking at, like... I looked at this and I'm like, no, what is going on? I need, I need an adult. That's really the best way to put it, Ramses. Um... It's kind of it's it. It's just it's. There isn't really much happening with Del Rio. He's he's not feuding with 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 Randy Orton anymore. At least I don't think actively. Yeah. So there isn't really much for him. So it kind of makes sense. I mean, Miz, of course, he's becoming face. Um. So it's it, there isn't really much that can be said, but it is happening. It may happen. So. Backstage, Kane and Daniel Bryan are, you know, talking themselves up. Uh, you know, Daniel Bryan says that he's trying to talk to, to Ryback, and all Ryback is telling him is feed me more. And he's like, I can't. Re-, he's like, I can't stand people that repeat themselves. And which is kind of, you know, it's one of those like, really, dude. Um, so basically, Kane states he's like, all right, we're gonna feed the shield to Ryback tonight. And Daniel Bryan goes, yes. And so. Backstage, we have Matt Stryker with Wade Barrett. Wade Barrett is overly confident about what's going to go and happen tonight. And this was a good match. I, I feel that this was just one of the best matches of the night. Uh, Kofi Kingston against uh, Wade Barrett for the, the Intercontinental Championship. And, God, man, the majority of it, Wade Barrett was dominating. Not even kidding. Um Kobe Kingston hits him with an SOS, and he, he pulls that out of nowhere, not even kidding. And, you know, Wade Barrett gets, you know, he gets out of the, he, he somehow counts out of that. And you know, if you've ever seen the SOS, that move looks like it could fucking just legit kill someone. Yeah. So. Look what he did with the Miz. Yeah. Like, it looks like straight up, like, if you're not careful, motherfuckers could die. Yeah. Um, so. What ends up happening is Wade Barrett gets him with a full Nelson slam. He hooks the leg, and you know, Kofi just somehow can't. You know, he, he he kicks out of it, and so basically, he, he Wade Barrett rolls through. He hits Kofi Kingston with a with a crossbody, then he gets a two count on him, and so Wade Barrett hits him with a slam, a side slam. He still catches out of it, and so Wade Barrett try to get him in with the um the the elbow. I think what's called the bullhorn elbow or something like that. Yeah. He tries to hit him with the elbow, and right in it, during, basically right as he tries to whip him back, Kofi hits him with a trouble in paradise and connects, and he knocks him out. Like, I, you need to see that just to believe it, because it was just, it was fucking glorious. And uh, Kofi gets the win, and uh, basically he's, he's happy about it. Um, at this point, basically... Uh, CM Punk kind of cuts a promo, and Heyman straight up just says, forget about it, when they're asking him about how CM Punk's doing after the surgery. Um, and that's pretty much it. And he's just stating that, you know, he, he started 2012 as a champion, he's going to end it as a champion, which since there's less than two weeks, actually two weeks, yeah, two weeks until the uh, the new year. Um, Don't remind me. 
yeah, so there's that. Then the six-man TLC match. This match was all over the place. This match is hard to, you know, I, I can't even remember some of the shit that went on. Yeah. Like, <laughs> the Shield, huh? it, the Shield like, they're an effective tag team. Uh, even, they're not even a tag team. They're an effective team. That's really all that needs to be said. Um, yeah. They're an effective team, and, like, they, they show their dominance, and, yeah. So, and, um, yeah, pretty much that. They, uh, they focus on isolating, and isolating, and isolating, and isolating. And they get to the point where they pretty much take out Daniel Bryant. They go ahead, and then they also take out, um... And they also take out Kane. Like they legit bury Kane in t- tables and chairs and 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 the foam pads from the uh, the side railing and a bunch of other shit. Like they legit just bury him with a bunch of shit, and he's just out for the rest of the match. Um, they take Ryback out to the front and um, they set him up, and uh, basically they have him lying on a table. They walk away thinking that he's out of it, and. Um, Pretty much, uh, uh, Seth, his name's Seth Rollins, right? Seth Rollins, yes. So Seth, they leave Seth Rollins there to basically, um, just, you know, just to, just to keep an eye on, uh, Ryback. He climbs to the top of the ladder for whatever reason, and, um, so Dean Ambrose and Roman Reigns, they go, they make their way to the ring. Ryback gets up, like straight up like Frankenstein shit, he gets up. And, uh... He does that Undertaker, like, I'm gonna get up, like, and you guys are... Mo- you better motherfuckers better be ready. Yeah, that's correct. So, he gets up, and, um... Really, he, he gets up, and he goes after Seth Rollins, and he fucking throws him off the ladder. Like, he legit throws him off the ladder. And he goes flying. He ends up breaking two tables and bashing his head off of one of them. Like, he, he looks like he's fucking dead at this point. Like, basically, as he's coming down, he hits one table, breaks through it, and as he's going down through that table, he hits the back of his head on the edge of one table, on on the edge of another table, and then breaks another table after that. So he's just laying there. Ryback stumbles across the, you know, the ring, and, you know, you see Daniel Bryan trying to fight back against Roman Reigns and Dean Ambrose. They beat the fuck out of him, and they get the pin. And, uh, yeah, so... Ryback gets in the ring. The shield moves around, and they get out of his way. They go towards the you know the front and go over to Seth Rollins, and they try and pick him up. And the dude is just out of it. Like he is legit out of it. Like they he's they have to fucking carry him. He looks like he just like he, he looks, looks like, like he just got knocked the fuck. Out. Yeah, he looks like he just got knocked the fuck out, and he has no idea where he was. Apparently, he blacked out as soon as he hit his head. He blacked out. So apparently, he had no uh. recollection of actually. Of them picking him up and like carrying him out of the like you know out of the, the basically out of the ramp or off the ramp. Um. Yeah, because you know, it, honestly, you don't never know what could have happened in that particular event. That shit, yeah. you know, he could have been like seriously injured from that. Like everyone got legit fucked up in that match. Like, like mother bitches got hurt. Yeah, I don't. So that's kind of that. Those kinds of matches, like. Uh, anyways, keep going. Those ruin careers. Those matches ruin careers. 
Go um, believe you, talk to Edge. Talk to Edge for a while. He'll, he'll tell you everything about that. Oh, I wish I could honestly have a conversation with him like that. I probably would fangirl all over the place, but I, I'm not even kidding you. I would that would just love that. But then that's either here nor there. Um, but yeah, this this uh, as we were discussing, a TLC without without Edge is just depressing, and mm-hmm. I honestly never want to watch him again. But I have to for the sake of everything else but um so we're taken to the um the divas match the piss break and funny thing about that i was actually talking to uh kyle you know kyle right kyle glendo yeah, yeah. Uh, he showed me a picture that was uh, posted on woo and um it was uh, the line for the men's room during the divas match and it was like seriously like all the way down the corner like almost halfway through around the hall jesus christ Ugh. So Yikes. it was legit the piss break. I don't blame him. Look at look, look, look and, involved, and I'm like, what? Yeah, I didn't think you know. Well, actually, at the beginning of it, uh, Naomi was kind of uh, she was she was kind of you know working Eve uh, quite a bit early. You know, she was you know she was doing what she could, and she was you know getting into it. And Eve straight up you know gets her with a twisting you know, neckbreaker, and then hooked leg, and then bam, that was it. Yeah. And... Alright, next match. Uh, Sheamus and the Big Show. This was a pretty brutal match. Um, yeah. Chair oh shots the match, is what I want to say. And they're not, they're not, they're not, you know, they, they, they don't look like pulled chair shots. They look like straight up, like, I don't like you. I'm going to fucking hurt you, chair shots. Like, straight up, like, hitting him with the fucking head of the chair on his spine. Like, anything you could do just to really hurt him. And it's just... Um, I don't blame you. That, like, uh... like even, 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 a, even, an, even a protected chair shot has to fucking hurt like shit. Yeah, so, um, pretty much the only thing you need to know is that the Big Show wins via gigantic chair, and this chair is huge, like, legit fucking huge, like, this makes the Big Show look like a normal person if you were to sit down on it, like, this chair looks like it was custom made for the juggernaut, bitch, and... Yeah, I seen it. I'm like, what the hell? And it's just, it's like, dear God, how did you get that chair? And um, he 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 beats Seamus up with it, and he gets the win. And yeah. Seamus is just beside himself. He's just like, oh fuck, man, can't believe it. So, yeah. Big Show still retains the title, and um, backstage. John Cena's warming up. He's doing his little, you know, one-two quick punches, his little flurry of punches. And AJ walks up with the Cena shirt. And uh, AJ's just like, I'm sorry for everything that, like, happened on Raw and throughout this last week. And I'm being, like, a uh, typical girl right now. And, um, yeah. That's pretty much what that little segment was. But... Next, I, I was actually a little surprised at this, but, um, so, 
basically, uh, 3MB comes out, Miz comes out, Alberto Del Rio comes out, and they're the, thir- the, the, the third man in their tag team match, which I was happy it wasn't Ricardo Rodriguez because that would have just been sad. It was the Brooklyn Brawler. Where did they dig up this guy? I don't know. It's been it. He's. I'm pretty sure it's been more than maybe more than 15 years since he's wrestled. I'm pretty probably. Because sure. well, I barely heard. remember him in the Attitude Era. Yeah, I barely remember it. So from that point forward, what ends up happening is um, it's a pretty good match. Um, uh, like I said, you have. Pretty much all you need to know is that, you know, the, the face team won. Miz, Del Rio, and, and, and Brooklyn Brawler, they win. Um, uh, the Brawler gets the uh, the Brooklyn Crab on Jinder Mahal, and he makes him tap out. Um, and another promo. I think this is like the third or fourth for the night for the Royal Rumble with The Rock. They really are hyping the fact that The Rock's going to be on – it's going to be the Royal Rumble. Even though they've been telling us this for the last couple of months now that he's gonna be at the Royal Rumble, even before any other pre, any before even before any other pay per views, it's been Royal Rumble, Royal Rumble, Royal Rumble, Royal Rumble. The Rock's gonna be here. Royal Rumble. The Rock's gonna be here. Royal Rumble. The Rock is gonna be here. And uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. Um, yeah, let's get to the main event. Oh God. Ziggler and Cena for the Money in the Bank contract. So, uh, yeah, that's pretty much all you need to say. Um, let's just cut to the end of this because that's, I think, what most people are like. I don't know. It just seemed like they were going through emotions for the most part, other than the very end of the match, really. Yeah, it, it was it was a typical Cena and, and uh, Ziggler match, and what ends up happening is. Cena's about to climb to the top via a very tiny ladder. Like, the ladder wasn't even, you know... Cena is a pretty big guy, but even if he was on his tippy toes, which I wouldn't suggest being on top of the ladder, but he wouldn't have been able to grab it. But as soon as he gets to the top, AJ comes up to the ring, looks at him, smiles, turns her head, does that crazy weird shit she does, and pushes him off. And he goes flying. And Ziggler's just like... What? What are you kidding me? Okay, climbs up the ladder, gets it. Yay! I'm still Mr. Money in the Bank. Yay! And then that's pretty much what ends up happening. And so, like, seeing this, I was just like, "Are you kidding me? I can't believe this just happened. I really can't believe that." I'm like, they they're really making AJ like the biggest nutcase on Raw since ever. I, like, I think that, yeah, like, like you and Brian Pillman was like shit. I haven't. I, I did some crazy shit, and I and like Pillman wasn't that crazy. Hey, Al exactly. Snow wasn't that crazy. Boogeyman wasn't even that crazy. No one's that. And crazy. it's like she's she 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 put a way to like to to be in her own like little world of craziness. I'm like, what the hell's going on? It's like she's just like like flipping flopping back and forth between different people, and it's just it's like what the fuck, man. And this leads into a bunch of other stuff. Basically, this leads into what's going to be said at the Slammies, which happens, and we're going to go over that in the next podcast. Yeah. Um, but closing thoughts on everything that in this week in wrestling, what 
the figgity fuck. It's really all I, I could say. If it was, I just, oh my god, I wish I could punch people right now. I really, honest to god, can. I really wish I could I just, like, I this don't week believe made, you at all. This this week made me really hate people. It really did. <sighs> it made me hate the writers. I hate everyone. Really I hate did. everyone. I hate everybody. <laughs> I hate the wrestlers. I hate the I I hate the personnel. I, I, I this is one of those weeks of wrestling where I was just like, uh, why did I get sick these last couple of weeks when I was actually okay? And yeah. then I get sick, I, and then I decide to come back when this shit starts to happen, and I'm like, why? <laughs> see, what, see what's happening to me? I'm having a relapse here. Yeah, exactly. It's it's killing you. Um. Oh Jesus Christ! But other than that, I just don't know what like. Th- uh, and you know me, I'm never a. I'm never a bad guy, but like this week, I've been like, I hate all these people. I really honestly got to do. And it's like I don't like right. where the direction. I don't like at this point where the direction is going. And then, like this is what I was alluding to earlier, with those it's like the thing that I don't like is that he's fighting against John Cena, and it just seems like, like everything. It, it almost seems like anything. Anytime they put John Cena against anyone, it almost, uh, it almost seems to me like like this is more for Cena's benefit, and they just forget that there's someone else involved. And it's just like I, I always get this funny feeling. It's like Dolph Ziggler already lost his momentum the minute he started feuding against John Cena. Because like at, eventually we he has to look. Eventually they gotta make they got to make John Cena look good. And I'm like no, no. Yeah, they, there's another way that they could have done it, but we'll get to that and we'll get to that another we'll get in to the that next later. podcast. And not only that, it's like even before next week like we see those we see everything happening it's just like that's what that's the thing I'm thinking to myself every, all, all throughout this time I was thinking you know those Ziggler gonna have a like if he would like I would have been perfectly satisfied if he was in between um Sheamus and Big Show but the minute they yeah. introduced um, the minute that they, the minute the, the minute that John Cena was put into all this and the minute that even AJ was all part of all this Oh, God, it was just a mess. And like I said, everything else this week is just like... Um, whatever, you know, it's, it's it's one of those weeks, guys. You, you know, not, not, not everything can be good, but, you know, I always say... When we're, when we're at our most opinionated, that's, I think, where some of our best shows come from. And, like, hopefully, hopefully, with all the, all the stuff we've said so far, we'll, we'll hopefully tickle someone's fancy. More than likely. More than likely. So, yeah. Um, I'll, I guess I'll close it off then. Who I knows? Sound. I know I don't. Yeah. I guess I'll close things off then. How's that sound? Yeah, that's good. Alrighty, so you can find us at www.plasticjoint.com. Again, you can find us at www.plasticjoint.com. So as for me, I am Ramsey's still recuperating from from being sick, but thanks to this week in wrestling, I might be sick again. So if I don't come back or the end of the world happens, well, you'll know why. Um, and right next to me is the great and great and awesome Eric, saying, "Woo!" Right. saying, "Ring yeah. the damn bell." For God's sake, 
Let's bring it right now so we can just leave. <laughs> just end it, end it, Ramsey. 